Listen, all you New Yorkers. Is the 77 WABC minicast. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. And boy, some very stark warnings today from the FBI Director Christopher Ray. I was watching the testimony on Capitol Hill, and boy, was it eye-opening to hear the current director of the FBI, who sometimes kind of lowballs the security threat saying that he has not seen a threat level like this since ISIS and that this is one of the most dangerous times, essentially, in American history. What I found stunning, guys, is he still won't say close the border. And in fact, every time he and others, like Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, and also, uh, you know, there were others like Mayorkas, of course, the Homeland Security Secretary, Whenever they were asked by members of Congress, well, wouldn't it make sense to close the border? It was like, well, we remain vigilant, da-da-da-da-da. Well, what about closing the border? Well, we remain vigilant. They kept going back to their old talking points. It is such a dangerous and tenuous time in this country. And of all times, we should not be having a wide open border it is downright scary. They estimate anywhere from 8 to 10 million people have come through our southern borders. The Biden administration is not going to tell you that, but those who have been on the front lines of the border crisis are saying 8 to 10 million have entered the country under this president. So how concerned are you at a time where clearly things are really heightening over there in the Mideast? Everything that's happening with Israel and Hamas and, of course, the Iranian attacks. By the way, there was another uh, drone attack on a U.S. airbase in Iraq on Al-Assad airbase. That brings the total up to 27. So the hits keep coming from Iran. They clearly are not getting the message that the Biden administration simply says, don't. It ain't working. The don't is clearly not enough of a deterrent. I could have told you that. But in the middle of all this... It is just a very dangerous time. Even look at the homeland. There have been all these protests of late. As we know, there was the big one at the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, Tulane University, Columbia University with the professors chiming in, Cornell University. I'm glad they finally arrested somebody. The governor of New York announced an arrest, thank goodness, because you have to clamp down on these people and you have to clamp down early. You can't do it, you know, three months in and say, oh, gosh, we should have done it before. But the White House seems to still be playing a little bit of word salad with the protesters, too, because every time they're asked, they're like, well, you know what? Well, would you condemn them? Do you call them extremists? Well, I'm not really sure. They're like trying to figure it all out. In fact, I want to play this exchange. Uh, This is cut number one. And this is with Corinne Jean-Pierre and Peter Ducey. This is at the White House, where the Fox News correspondent for the White House there, Peter Ducey, was asked, you know, look, you call, uh, you know, those who like President Trump, you call them extremists. Uh, You sometimes have called parents extremists and a whole bunch of others extremists, if you look at the history of DOJ and FBI. But yet, uh, wouldn't you call these protesters, many of them who are pro-Hamas, visibly pro-Hamas, wouldn't you call them extremists? And listen to her answer. Take a listen to this exchange. 
Does President Biden think the anti-Israel protesters in this country are extremists? What I can say is what we've been very clear about this. When it comes to anti-Semitism, there is no place. We have to make sure that we speak against it very loud uh, and, be, uh, and be very clear about that. Remember, what the president decided to, when the president decided to run for president is what he saw in Charlottesville in 2017, when we, he saw uh, neo-Nazis marching down the streets of Charlottesville uh, with vile, anti-Semitic, uh, just hatred. And he was very clear then, and he's very clear now. Uh, he's taken actions against this over the past two years, and he's continued to be clear. There is no place, no place for this type of vile and despite, despite this, this kind of rhetoric. So that wasn't a really clear answer on are they extremists. She never said yes or no. She doesn't want to say it because it is a political time and the presidential campaign season's in full swing. And here's a little bit more because then he asked again, and there was a reporter, I think it was a different one than Peter Ducey, but asked the question saying, what about these attacks on Jewish students and others across America? And again, listen to this convoluted answer. There are very many angry Muslim Americans right now who who feel like the president isn't listening to them in their appeals for a ceasefire. What is your message to this group of Americans and what efforts have you made at outreach to this group specifically? So a couple of things. Look, what I can say is this. The president uh, knows that Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number, uh, certainly of hate-fueled attacks, right, as we talk about what we're seeing here. Um, And so he also understands that many of our Muslim, Arab-American, and Palestinian-American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And so leaders at every level of this administration will continue. We're going to continue to engage, engaging with the Muslim community, the Arab-American community, and Palestinian-American leaders to hear their concerns, right, and also uh, to hear their feedback on how best uh, certainly to combat uh, the discrimination, the hate and discrimination uh, that they're seeing as well. And so she continues to go back to Islamophobia. And answers that first. And listen, nobody by any means is espousing hate of any group. There shouldn't be of either group. But the question was, what about who are protesting against these, you know, the Israeli response after they were slaughtered? I mean, let's be clear. Israel was attacked. 1,400 people were killed. Babies were beheaded. We know that women were raped and brutalized. They still have 240 hostages. The number keeps going up and up. And they're not supposed to respond. And, and anybody who criticizes saying they, you know, have no right to respond or I love Hamas, uh, that's not a concern for security, especially those that have had the chance. You know, I've seen reporters come over and go, uh, won't you condemn Hamas? They've gone over to these college campuses Don't you want to condemn the brutalization, what they did to women and children? And in some colleges, it's like a trick question. It's not a trick question. Uh, Do you believe in evil or not? You know, do you support evil or not? I mean, it's a pretty easy answer. And for some reason, a number of these protesters out there are like, well, you know what? Uh, People have a right to respond certain ways or do things. It's like, No, no, no. There is no justification for what happened to Israel. And in fact, Israel is still dealing with the propaganda war 
because as we know, many of these Hamas tunnels are under big facilities like hospitals. And there was a strike today on a refugee camp. Well, guess what was below the refugee camp? One of the main Hamas centers. And Israel says they had to hit it. They kept telling them to clear. They kept telling them to clear. Get out, citizens. Get out, citizens. And finally, they said we had to strike because we got intel that one of the senior Hamas leaders was there. They claimed they killed him and a whole bunch of others. And the tunnel system was right below the refugee camp. And they said it wasn't as packed as, of course, the Hamas and the Palestinian media are putting it out to be. So they're dealing with not only the physical war, but they're dealing with the propaganda war. And then we have on the other side, we have the American administration seems afraid to criticize any comments by even anybody in their party. They're afraid to really scold these protesters that are just saying some of the most vile things and saying, you know, from the river to the sea, basically Israel shouldn't exist. Some are even cheering Hamas with signs saying, you know, Hamas are martyrs. We love you, Hamas. Some are threatening death to Israelis. I mean, it doesn't get any more vile and despicable than that. So it's pretty clear who's the good guys and who's the bad guys here. And yet they won't even condemn the protesters and they won't even condemn Democrats in their own party. Some members of the squad have been just insane with some of their comments. Corey Bush, for example, and listen to this exchange. Here is John Kirby with Dana Bash on CNN, and she's talking about Cori Bush, who's been out there uh, saying all this anti-Israel, vile, despicable stuff. And yet, for some reason, again, the administration can't figure out how to condemn it.